19 verses 9 through 16. We've heard a lot about dangerous viruses over the last couple of years and the caution that we should take, but sin is a dangerous virus. It defiles us, it destroys us. And God's Word does so much to help us understand the dangers of sin, how to avoid temptation, how to overcome defeat, and so on. But it always starts with God's Word. We've talked about it a lot, right, so far this month, the little things, doing the little things, reading our Bible, praying. And we see here in Psalm 119, starting in verse number 9, it says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? The answer is, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Starting and ending, right, with God's Word, these thoughts today. We're going to look at the helpfulness of God's Word and the value of God's Word here this afternoon, and then we'll be on our way. Lord, thank you for letting us be here this afternoon. Thank you for the good crowd that we have. Thank you for your Word and what we can learn from it. And Lord, today I pray that you'd help us to see how helpful your Word is and the value that we should hold your Word to. So Lord, help us as we look at these verses, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We see here, number one, the helpfulness of God's Word. The helpfulness of God's Word. And we see in verse 9 that it cleans. It cleans or cleanses or some other word that involves cleaning. Uh, Wherewithal shall a young man clean, cleanse, excuse me, his way? And the answer is by taking heed uh, thereto according to thy word. Where else will we have a cleansing influence? other than in God's Word or in God's house. Are you going to find it in a school? No, you're not. I would like to think that in a homeschool or Christian school situation you will. But let's face it, I've grown up, I've been homeschooled, I've been in Christian school. It's not always there. It's definitely not in the public school. Uh, there's not a cleansing, a cleansing uh, thought that, that, that uh, helps out. I mean, I'm not saying that everything about public school is wrong. Um, but it's dangerous. It's not a very much uh, cleanliness uh, in, in, a, in a school setting. Uh, you're going to find it at a workplace. I don't know about your workplace, but not in my workplace, especially on Fridays. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, and not, not in my workplace. It's not a cleansing influence. A lot of bad language, a lot of crude talk, a lot of bad attitude. It's just not, not a place to find it. So where can we be cleansed? Where can we find a cleansing influence? We can always find it in God's Word. Not only does it clean, it also contains. Verse number 10 there. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Full commitment is needed when it comes to serving God, following God. A half-hearted commitment will always lead to failure. And God's Word will help contain Contain our thoughts, contain our heart. Help me not to wonder. I hate goats uh, with a passion. 
Uh, goats, they are uh, dirty. They cannot be contained. Uh, any fence I've ever seen cannot contain a goat. Um, at the camp, we had goats for a long time, and we had this fenced area, and they would pile up hay and climb over the fence using the hay. They would find ways to squeeze through or uh, break through the fence or whatever, and then there would be uh, goat droppings all over the place. Now, they did a good job of trimming the trees, but then that looked nice, but then the ground looked horrible. It was just absolutely disgusting. Um, there always, we, when we first moved to the house we're in now, there were goats there on the property, and uh, there weren't a lot of them, but there was always just one that would always get out, no matter what. Couldn't contain it. Uh, a lot of times, uh, our lives are similar to goats. Can't be contained. We break loose. We break out. We do things we should not do. We do things that are gross. And uh, God's Word helps contain us, keep us from wondering, keeps us from going astray, from jumping the fence, from breaking through, or whatever it may be. Faithfulness to God's Word will contain us. It will cleanse us. It will contain us. It also corrects us, verse 11 and verse number 12. It says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. The purpose for hiding God's word in my heart is that I don't sin. Blessed art thou, verse 12, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. When Jesus was tempted, he said, It is written, and he quoted God's word. When Joseph was tempted by Potiphar's wife, he said, How could I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And when we are tempted, we say, oh, I'm just human. Well, it's natural. Eh, everybody does it. You see the difference in thinking? We, don't, we are not faithful to God's Word, and therefore the containment and the correction that it can provide, it does not provide because we aren't reading it. And so we make excuses when we sin versus the best example of Christ saying it is written quoting Scripture, and Joseph saying, how could I do this great wickedness against God? And we make up other excuses. And God desires for us to be corrected. He says, in whom the Lord loves, He chastens, He corrects, He chastises, He disciplines. And so we see this importance of God's Word because it cleanses us, it contains us, it corrects us when we need correction. Number two, the value of God's Word. We see the helpfulness of God's Word. Now we see, lastly, the value of God's Word. We see in verse number 13, we should share it. We should share it. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of thy mouth. You know, we cannot share what we do not know. Um, <laughs> have you ever been asked for instructions when you don't, uh, you're not from the area? Uh, hey, how can I get down to... Bob's, no, I was trying to think of a good store name. I can't think of it. To Bob's. There you go. How can I get to Bob's? I grew up a smart aleck, so I would tell someone, you go down here to the stop sign, you take a left. Get to the next street, take a right. When you get to the next street, go past it, and then the next street, go ahead and take a left. You should, you should find it there. They would leave, and a friend would look at me and go, what are they talking about? I have no idea. See, that's me. Don't do that. But when you don't know where things are, you can't give instruction, right? You can't share what you don't know. (laughs) 
It was in my past. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> now I just give them instructions to the church. You know how to get a Kroger? Yep. Go down to Red House Road. Take a left. Find Three Forks Road. A couple mile, mile, miles further down the road. Take a right. There's a sign that says Bible Pathway Baptist Church. It's right behind there. Uh, there. I haven't done that, but that's a good idea. Um, the, <laughs> You can't share what you don't know. And when it comes to God's word and it comes to proclaiming and sharing God's word, if you don't know it, you can't share it. Uh, you got to know it. You got you to read it. You got to study it. You got you to be aware of what it says so that you can proclaim it. We should share God's word because it's valuable, the value of God's word. The value of God's word, not only should we share it, um, we should cherish it. Look in verse number 14. It says, I have rejoiced. In the way of thy testimonies, as much as in all riches. Do you value God's word? Is it valuable? Here he says in verse 14 that I've rejoiced in it as much as in all riches, as much as if I gained everything. That's how joyful I am. That's what I rejoice in God's word. I value God's word. Verse number 15 I will meditate in thy precepts. And have respect unto thy ways. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There's a way that a man will look at and go, This seems right. And God says it leads to death. But in verse 15 it says, I will meditate on thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. The ways that you design. The ways that you guide me to the ways that you want me to be on. I might come up with my own way that seems right, but it leads to death. But if I follow God's way, if I value God's word and the direction that it gives me, I have respect unto that way. I will follow that way. I will, I will go that way. The idea of meditating, again, you know, I don't know, about you, I still, my first thought goes to legs crossed, hands out, hum. Uh, you know, obviously that's not what it's talking about. It's the thinking, it's the constant thought, the bringing back into my mind, the, the constant on my mind, in my heart, God's word. I will meditate on thy precepts and I'll have respect to the way that you tell me to go. The value of God's word. We should share it, we should cherish it, and then lastly, we should practice God's word. Verse number 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. It's no good to read God's word if you're not going to do God's word. Right? What does the Bible say? Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. The, the thought process behind, I'm going to know what God's word says, but I'm not going to follow it. Well, what does that do? It makes us... We have young children in there. Ignorant. Um, it makes us not wise, not smart. Here we have a book, if I can humbly call it that. Here we have uh, pages with print that tell us what God desires for our life. That tell us this leads to joy, to satisfaction, to happiness, to eternal life. Why would I not listen to it? 
it's amazing how we'll ask God for help. Yeah, I mean, you've seen the meme nowadays. Everything's a meme. You've seen the meme where God tell me what to do and it shows a Bible. And I'm, I have. You know, we sit there and we say, God, I don't know what to do. God, I'm struggling. God, I, don't, I need wisdom. God, I need help. God, show me. God, give me. God, provide for me. God, all these things. And God says, have you just taken a minute to read what I wrote for you? What I've preserved for you? What, I've, what, what has survived generations of people trying to destroy it? And I have preserved it. I have kept it. I have protected it so that you could have it. When there are still thousands of people throughout the world who have never seen one sentence of God's Word, and yet here it is sitting in your lap. Maybe you've got multiple copies of it. He said, if you're going to ask me what to do, I've told you what to do. Now just do it. And here he says in verse 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes. That's God's Word. I will not forget or ignore or not obey your Word. He made a decision. He made a decision that the Word of God was valuable to him. And because it was valuable, he says in verse 13, he's going to share it. He says in verse 14 and 15, he's going to cherish it. And he says in verse 16, he's going to practice it. All because it's valuable. Do you value God's Word? Is it a paperweight? Is it a wishing star? Is it a history book? Or is it what it's supposed to be, God's Word? A message to you and a message to me that tells me exactly what God desires from me and gives me the instruction on how to do what God desires for me to do. And it's all right here. Do I value it? Psalm 119, the whole psalm is about God's Word. And here in just these eight verses, we see how helpful God's Word is in cleansing us and containing us and correcting us. And then the value which is shown here, the value of God's Word, it's valuable so we should share it, we should cherish it, and we should practice it. Because if we're not, we're missing out. And we'll continue to see other ways in the next several weeks uh, on what God's Word can do for us. Um, I just, man, I've got... So much, and I don't want to jump ahead, I guess, but I mean, verse 27, make me to understand. Verse 33, teach me, O Lord. Verse 34, give me understanding. Uh, Verse 35, make me to go in the paths. Incline, verse 36, my heart. 37, turn away mine eyes. 39, turn away my reproach. Uh, Verse 40, towards the end of the verse, quicken me. Uh, Verse uh, 50, this is my comfort and my affliction. There's so much, so much here. But you have to understand that God's Word is helpful and that it's valuable. And if you will just take the time to value it the way God intended for you to, I'm telling you, and again, I said it this morning, don't take my word for it. Figure it out for yourself. It is amazing. And it's here for you. Value God's Word. I promise it'll help you. Lord, help us. Help us to properly view your word and God may we quit looking at it as a history book and seeing that it's it's for today for everything that we need today 
for everything that we're going to need tomorrow. Yes, it gives us encouragement and, and, and examples and things from the past, but it's so alive today. God, help us. Help us to seek your word for help, and Lord, help us to properly value the scriptures. We'd be faithful to read every single day your word. Lord, may we claim the promises that are in it. I know it'll, it'll help. I know it'll change our lives. I know it'll calm the stress, relieve the pain, give wisdom, give direction. God, all these things and more. So help us to value your word today. Help these young people in the room that as they sing the songs in children's church and as they learn the, the stories of Scripture, that, Lord, they'll even now begin to claim it in their lives and even now begin to understand how important the Bible is. Lord, that at a young age, they will learn to value your word and to follow it. Help us now, Lord. Uh, provide for us, protect us. And, Lord, we'll give you all the honor and the glory for it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.